Wife of the Terrible Podcast. What do you bring to the bed? Room. Um, and body count does matter. So, it's the same concept as um, what do you bring to the table, right? So, what do you bring to the bed? That is the main thing for this topic, right? This is what you bring to the bedroom. This is part of why guys care about body count. Because there's a correlation to it. There's a, there's, a, there's a reason for it. There's a logical reason why body count matters to guys who want marriage. When it comes to just having sex, no, long, no long-term relationship. When it comes to no long-term long relationships, yeah, body count don't matter. Because their goal is to add to the body count and then let you continue to add to the body count. It's, that's why they don't care. Right? Because they only want what they're offering, which is bedroom fun, and then that's it. And then they just move on. So that is the issue, the whole um, body count thing. Because when guy says body count matters, they're talking about for long-term relationships. You know, for the girlfriend slash wife status. So if you want to be upgraded from just one night stand or from a three or four, you gotta have a low body count. Right? There's scientific reasons for you know, how you know, how the high body count affects you mentally. I refer to it as PTSD, so the more dicks you get in your life more PTSD you have, more post-traumatic super dicks, right? You get PTSD. Um, because there's more than just, you know, the sex, right? There's the fact that in order for you to even have sex, let's say you had sex with a hundred guys, you had to like them. Not just like them, you had to love them. Because there's a lot of guys you, you like, they're nice, cool, you know, they're good guys and stuff like that, but you don't fuck them. Which means you didn't you didn't go into the love category. Just like them. So guys you like, you don't fuck. Guys you love, you fuck. So clearly, if you fucked a hundred guys, you love them. Right? You fell in love. So because of that, you continue to add trauma because you're adding every guy to your personality traits. You also pick up their bad habits. So if you dated a lot of guys who smoke cigarettes, you're going to end up smoking cigarettes. You end up with guys who like to drink alcohol socially. right? You'll end up doing that. So on so forth. Females always have a habit of, of trying to do what the guy does because, you know, which is mimicking. They try to mimic the guy they, they love because they want the guy to see them as like, oh, okay, you have something in common, you know? I, I like to drink socially. You like to drink socially. You have that in common. Right? Oh, I play video games. You play video games. So that's something that I notice a lot. And I see that. I see that with the females in my life. I see that online. That females tend to copy and imitate guys. Something I, that I see is that after a woman breaks up with a guy, she starts doing all the things that the guy wanted in the relationship. So if the guy, you know, wanted her to have red hair, after the breakup, she'll dye her hair red. She never did it while they were in the relationship, even though that's one of the things he wanted. 
she'll do it after the relationship, but she didn't do it during the relationship. So it's just ironic. A lot of the stuff that created issues in the relationship are the things she suddenly wanted, wants to do after the relationship. Let's say she normally doesn't wear makeup in the relationship. After the breakup, she does. And the list goes on. So once you've been with a guy, and then you stop being with a guy, and then end up with another guy, you're just, bring, you're just repeating that cycle, and you're adding to your personality traits all the stuff that came from those guys. And typically, it's the stuff that they wanted for the relationship to work. And instead of giving it to them in the relationship, you, you adopted it, right? Those personality traits, right? The whole red hair, the makeup and, and dressing provocative, right? All the stuff that they wanted in the relationship, you decide to do it afterwards, and then you give that to the next guy. So you're always giving the next guy what the last guy wants. And you keep going through the second. Right? You keep going through the through this. And your personality traits, what makes you you, comes from these guys. You like to think that your personality is unique and special and it's it's all you, it's who you are, but don't realize, no, no. You are a reflection of your emotions, right? You're a reflection of all these guys you have sex with. And you had to love them to have sex with them. Therefore, what you loved about them is what makes you, you. And then once you were in a relationship with them, and then you're no longer in a relationship with them, since you're still attached to them emotionally, right? The stuff that they wanted is the stuff that you'll start doing now. A lot of times, there might be a psychological aspect to it, where it's like you're doing it to be spiteful. Like, oh, now I'm a redhead. He's mad because now I'm a redhead. It's like, you're doing it out of spite. And it's like, well, that's kind of childish because y'all would be together if you did what he wanted. But you didn't want to do what he wanted. The irony is that in the relationship, the stuff you wanted him to do, he did it. He just didn't do everything you wanted. But he did enough of it. But it was apparently not enough. But the stuff that he wanted from you, which was very few, he wanted very little, he wanted a small list of things from you. And you were not willing to give it to him. Think about the irony in that. The stuff he wanted, you didn't want to give him. And then their relationship fell apart. And after the relationship, now you're doing all the things he wanted. Dressing the way he likes. Especially if, if he wanted you to dress less provocative. It's just the irony that after the relationship, now you decide to cover up your body. It's like, wait, what happened? Before, when he met you, yeah, you were showing off your body and whatnot. Then I worked together. He was like, oh, can you show your body less? Because it's, you know, that's what he, he prefers. And then you go off. Then you go off to. Then you go off to changing yourself, but after the relationship. So that be, you know, so this is part of the whole issues with the. Because it's not the number that matters, but the m number gives us an idea of like, okay, that's a big number, which means the higher the number is, the more PTSD you have, the more, you know, emotions, you, <laughs> emotional attachments you have to, to all the, to all your exes. They were, that's a large body. If you have a 20 plus body count, that's a lot of guys that you loved. But either they didn't love you back, so that creates PTSD for you. You know, emotional PTSD, right? Sexual PTSD, whatever you want to call it. Right? So that creates trauma that you self-inflicted by constantly going from one guy to the next instead of 
you know, trying to keep your body count low by making sure that the, the relationship lasted long enough before the sex happened. Because right? once the sex happened, you know, said that's where the PTSD really comes in. You can love a guy for a couple weeks, a month about sex. But once you make it physical, you know, make it tangible, that's where you the attachment comes in. So there's that aspect, right? That's why the whole body count thing matters because of that aspect of, you know, the effect that it has on your personality traits. And besides your looks, if you want to focus on trying to be as much quality as possible. One of the other things about my body count is you're going to end up in situations where you have tried things, done things that probably done it multiple times that when it comes to actually being intimate with your you know, long-term relationship, right? Because remember, it's a long-term relationship. That means you're going to be together for a long period of time. That should be the goal, which means you're going to have a lot of first-time, or should have a lot of first-time moments. And for guys, a lot of first-time sexually is important. That's why it's very disrespectful to want to be in a long-term relationship with somebody and then literally bring nothing to them, especially when it comes to a guy. See, because when it comes to y'all ladies, you know, if y'all never been to Paris, a guy can take you to Paris for the first time, right? Your first time going there, right? Your first time experiencing it. And he probably never went there before because he never had a reason to. But now you're giving him a reason to go there. So it'll be his first time in Paris, be your first time. And that makes that special because it's the first time, right? Every first time experience, just like becoming parents for the first time. Having, you know, having your first year anniversary and the list goes on. So a lot of first time together, doing things together is important. And that includes sex. So you be, so him being the 100th, 107th guy to hit it from the back, that makes it less special. Right? You know, even if you bring up the idea, like, oh, let's have a threesome. Like, All right, cool. But that's your 35th threesome. It's like, then it's less special. Right? Guys like the idea of feeling like, well, feeling special, just like females want to feel special, guys want to feel special. Right? And for us, sexually, we want to feel special. Right? This is why, you know, certain things like saying, you know, well, you're the best I've ever had, or you're the biggest I've ever had, things like that. You know, or I've never been with a guy. Of, of, your, of your race or whatnot, of your or your height or size or whatever. You know, all these things, all these little things of, uh, I've never done this, I've never done that. Guys love that. Just like females love it, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I never you know, took a female on vacation. I never, you know, bought, her, bought a woman a gift or this and that, right? Like, a female, is, a woman's going to feel special when she's the first. For him, of every every anything, so the first, so that's why it's like, and, and this applies to guys too, but it applies to females more more so, right? Because for y'all, it's not that hard for y'all to you know get all those sexual experiences, right? But once you get all those sexual experiences from different guys, and then try to be with one guy and be like, all right, I'm gonna be your girl for the rest of your life, it's like, yeah, but you already did everything that we would have done. Already with a whole bunch of other guys, 
So now you bring nothing to to me. Right? You're bringing less to me. Okay? And I think that's that makes sense to bring less to me. Right? Imagine going to a to a job interview and they're asking you, you know, are you willing to work weekends? And you're like, no, I've done that before, so I'm not gonna do it again. Like, what? Okay, um, are you willing to work overtime? No, I've done that before, not going to do it again. And then you just keep on going. So it's just going to be a whole lot of no, no, no. Especially especially if you're saying no. If the guy is like, hey, can we do this position? You're like, no, I don't like it. But he's never done it before, especially not with you. And then you're telling him, nah, because you don't like it. No, that's that's a problem right there. Because you don't like it from 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 last time. Well, I'll use myself as an example. And one of one of my exes, you know, didn't care for much for guys going down. It's like okay, but that's the thing is like those are those guys. They have nothing to do with me. You don't know if one I'll be better than they were because her her issue with it of her not being interested was that they weren't that good at it. Okay, they weren't good, but that that doesn't translate to me. So at least give me a chance, right? To be better. But she was she was more interested in just no. Because of her past experience. I think she said like she tried it four times. Which means I would have been the fifth time. Right? But she wasn't even interested in adding me, right? <laughs> me doing it to fifth, being the fifth one. So see how that was an issue. So and then there was a situation about threesome because she already had one before. She's not interested in doing another one. It's like, okay, you have had one. I have not. That's, see the difference? It's like you've had one, all right? Didn't work out for you, but doesn't mean <laughs> that it wouldn't work out for me, right? Then we made a compromise. But the funny thing is she wanted to add. She was willing to do it. It's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But was a but but she wanted to do a, another version of the threesome and it's like okay I want to add another version to it so she was only willing to do for me as long as she got something out of it it's like yeah this is an issue because the jury did it before and now they're willing to do it again but I have to but I have to do some extra shit and I gotta do this other thing just so I can get this thing. So, it's like, seeing, a, seeing some selfishness here, right? Because it's not like, because you're not trying to, you're not you're not doing it for me, you're doing it for yourself. So you're trying to make excuses. The funny thing is, part of what I, why I was able to convince her to even consider the idea of doing it again, even though she already done it before, as if it mattered, because it wasn't with me, um, What's the fact is like well you're bisexual, the female in, in in the situation she'll be there for you just as much as she'll be there for me, so this benefits both of us. And she agreed to the idea, agreed to, to the logic, but then wanted to add that caveat right, wanted to add the extra on top, and it's like, yeah, I'm not interested in adding the extra. I'm not against you wanting to fulfill that fantasy, but I am against the idea of being. Involved in it. Eventually, I can you know reconsider the idea, but 
it was irrelevant by that time. <laughs> by the time I reconsidered it, it no longer mattered. But anyway, the point is, is like, you see how that created an issue where it's like, it shouldn't have been much of an issue. Especially if, you know, with the ideas like, well, if you done it before, it shouldn't be a problem to do it again. But because she already did it before, she didn't want it to experience it again. This is one of the things that I quickly learned um, from my past experiences with uh, you know, ladies was the fact that it's like, yeah, if they experience, they care about new experiences, which means if they've already done it before, they're not interested in doing it again. This is where the whole body, high body count becomes a problem. Because with some females, they have no problem doing the same, you know, getting, having the same experience more than once because if they liked it, they'll want to do it again. But if they didn't like it, they typically don't want to do it again. Or even if they did like it, they, they want something different. It's like, well, I experienced it, it was awesome, but I want to try something different. Um, that's the thing. For fem for women, like females, it's more about experiences. So they don't want to do the same thing over again. They want to try different foods. They don't want to eat the same thing every day. Guys have no problem eating the same thing every day. Right? Guys have no problem doing the same thing for long periods of time. We're literally built to be to do stuff like that, to do the same thing over again. Just like we're designed to do the same female for many, many years. Of course, we can do multiple females, but that's besides the point. That's for a different topic. But we can, we can, when we like something, we like it for a long, long time. This is why a lot of guys would still wear you know, old shirts or old sneakers or still have stuff. Like, oh, here's some, some of my old toys from when I was young. Still got them. Most females don't still have a lot of the stuff they had when they were young. Because they're always replacing, they're always, you know, changing. They don't have the same outfit. They're always changing their outfits, so of course they're not going to still have some old outfit that they used to wear because they're always changing stuff, right? So that's the thing. They constantly want to change things. They want to experience new things. They don't want to, you know, they get bored. And especially if, if you're dealing with a female that gets bored too easily, then yeah, she's going to be trying new things faster than that she should be trying to try new things, then that creates that, that issue where since she tries so many things, there's very little left to try. So then when she's with you, well, she's going to try less. Right? She's going to try less in the relationship. Especially if, if she has, you know, like I said, PTSD, right? She has traumas from her past relationship. Like, hey, I used to be more feminine with this guy, but he, you know, he barely pay attention to me. He was more focused on other things. And, you know, he was talking to other females. That was a problem. One thing led to another. So we ended up breaking up. And so now she doesn't want to be feminine. Now she wants to be less emotional, less, uh, less affectionate, right? That's intimate. As like, damn, why do I get the worst, the worst of you, right? Why do I get, why do I get, gave him the best of you? And he didn't appreciate. Now you're giving me less than what you gave. So I don't even get the, the chance of appreciating your femininity, right? Your your niceness, your your um, affection, right? Your I don't get to experience those things because somebody else ruined it. And that's one of the many issues that we guys have with females with high body counts. Is that over time they're going to be that because they yeah now y'all 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 take on two things they'll take on the negative things 
like the negative habits, like the bad habits from, from your past relationships, your past sexual encounters, along with the good. The good is what causes you to still be attached to them, like mentally, like you still have feelings for them because of all the good memories. But you're not with them, obviously, because of the bad memories. But you bring the bad memories to the, to, to the new relationship. So as soon as a guy reminds you of one of your exes, suddenly you treat him like he is that ex. And then you try to punish the new guy as if he was the ex. So if the ex, you used to be, uh, you know, very, you know, giving, but he never cared to receive, he, he could care less that you're a giving person. Now you're going to treat the new guy as if he doesn't care, as if he doesn't appreciate your givingness. So then you give him nothing. So you're pre you're preemptively trying to prevent the same situation from happening again, but not realizing that you're creating pretty much the same scenario again. Like you're you're trying to prevent something from happening that didn't even happen. It's like trying to stop a crime before the crime even happened. You can't accuse somebody of a crime unless they actually did it. If if you stop them from committing a crime, then they actually never did the crime. Right? That's a paradox right there. It's like if you stop somebody from committing a crime, you can't say they're a criminal because they actually never got to commit the crime. So they're not actually a criminal. So that's why it's so weird, the idea of like, the thing you see that happens a lot in relationships is you most tend to bring stuff from the last relationship over to the next relationship. Which we classify, we call it baggage. And that's not good. That's part of why you're supposed to keep low body count. Because for y'all, sex is love. For guys, sex is not love. Sex is a function. It's a duty. Something we do because we're biologically designed to do so. Y'all letting us use your body is a is a choice. Is a choice that y'all y'all make when y'all in love. Because think about it: when you stop being in love with a guy, you, what's the first thing when y'all stop loving a guy? What do you stop doing? Wanting to have sex with him. Want, wanting him to touch you, even him just touching you, hugging you, even give you a kiss. And he's being affectionate, right? He's being nice and caring and loving to you, but you immediately hate it. You're, you have a disdain for it. You feel disgusted by him hugging you, kissing you. Why? It's because you don't love him. So any physical action, anything he does, even him showing you that he loves and cares about you, suddenly becomes toxic and bad and this and that. This is why you hear females nowadays talking about, toxic relationship, toxic, toxic, he was toxic, he was toxic. When in reality, no, no, it's just you stop loving him. So that, that so now everything he does is now tainted, it's poisonous. Just because you changed your view of him. Think about it. You could literally be with a guy who's a douchebag, who's always disrespectful, who's always cursing, right? He even curses at you. He, he barely gives you compliments, this, that, there. But once, but... While you're in love, he's the sweetest thing. He's a kind-hearted person. Blah blah blah. All these, all these lies you tell yourself. So you put yourself in a delusional state, believing that he's a great guy when he was an asshole the whole time. He was an asshole as soon as you you met him. You know, he probably called you ugly the first time you met him, but you didn't care because he was talking to you and you liked him. Right? You're in love. So. But as soon as the love goes away, then you're, all those memories of him, you know, all the things he did and said to you, suddenly he's like, oh man, 
I hate that he does this and that, and you just start trying to find reasons to, to dislike him. That's how y'all function. That's how y'all do. That's the thing about emotion. Y'all don't do things based off of logic. Y'all do things based off of emotion. This is why we guys, especially us good guys, when we see you ladies throwing yourselves at these douchebags, these guys who are clearly not good people, we're like, why do y'all keep choosing the worst of us, right? We keep choosing the bad eggs, right? The bad the bad apples. Always choosing the worst the worst version of a guy. Instead of the best version of guys. Right? And it's because of y'all feelings. Something about these assholes make y'all feel something. And y'all listen to y'all feelings and trust it more than logic, more than common sense. That's why it annoys me when I hear females talking about they're strong. I mean, they're smart. They're educated. Yet they keep chasing the bad boys, right? The fuck boys, the, the assholes. The guys that just want to hit it and quit it. And then it's like, but that don't make no sense. If y'all smart, educated, why y'all keep picking the wrong guy? Or you keep picking the wrong guy? And it's obviously it's the wrong guy. This, this whole bullshit of like, nah, he was acting good. But then he changed. No, no. He was always an asshole. Never changed. You just realize. You convinced yourself that he was good. Then you realize he wasn't good. At some point. When you no longer was like, all right, no longer I'm going to tolerate these red flags that I clearly saw since the beginning. I'm no longer going to tolerate it. So now I want to act like he changed. He's different than I remember. He's not different. He's the same. He was always the same. He never changed. That's the problem. He didn't change. Y'all get with a guy who's a douchebag hoping that he'll change and be a good guy for you. But he doesn't. How I, would I know this? Because most of us good guys, right? Well, I've been on both sides. I've been the douchebag and the good guy. But anyway, the point I'm saying is like, I've, I've you know, I've seen the, the scenarios of females talking like, oh man, I wish my boyfriend was more like you and this, that, there. And it's like, a lot of us guys have heard that. Like, females talking about they wish the guy, the, the guys they in, deal with, they think it's more like you, right? It's like, but I am like me, and you you don't you don't you don't date me. You'll, you'll date all these other guys who don't have my personality. But I have my personality, but you don't date me. That makes no sense. So you're saying you like my personality. But you keep chasing them. That makes no sense. And then you want them to have my personality. It's like, realistically, what's so different from me and them? There'll be times where the guys look worse than me. It's like, yeah, I'm better looking than him. Clearly my personality is better than him. Yet somehow, you still choose him over me. That don't even make sense. I can understand if he was better looking than me. But he's not. Like, I'm taller than him, he's shorter than me, I'm in better shape than him. So it's like, I'm better than him in many, many ways, but for some reason, you still choose him. So there's something wrong here. Clearly, it's not me. Clearly, you would have to be you, right? You're the one that's choosing poorly. So, whatever reason, is for whatever reason. But after a while, you know, years dealing with females, I started picking, on to, picking up on certain things. Realizing large, largely the reason why they tend to, 
y'all tend to gravitate to the assholes is because they make you, in comparison, look like an angel. Y'all care about what people think about you. Y'all care about how people feel about you. So that's why when you know, someone says, oh man, your boyfriend's an asshole, your boyfriend's a piece of shit, why you live? You deserve so much better. You love it. Love it when they when they say you deserve better than 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 the guy you're with. That's why you chose him. You chose him because you want people to be like you deserve better. You're amazing. You're great and perfect. That's it. That's why you like having the good guys in your friend zone telling you like, yo, he's a douchebag. Why, why are you picking him? I'm better than him. You should pick me. I like that. That's 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 a that's a very childish game, but that's the that's the game y'all play. That's how y'all. That's how you live your lives. Y'all choose a guy who's very promiscuous, a guy who's out here uh, having sex with multiple chicks because it makes it look like you're an angel when you're trying to be loyal. It's like, he's out here flirting well with these other girls. I'm not flirting with anybody. So clearly, I'm a good girl. It's like, <laughs> just because he's worse doesn't, doesn't make you good. You're the lesser evil, yes, but you're still evil. Right? You're still doing fucked up things, and you're trying to use the guy as a justification for your bad behavior. Oh, but he cheated on me, so I cheated on him. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right. So that that's the thing, right? The, the justification of, like, I did something wrong because he did something wrong. And it's like, well, you chose him. And he was always doing wrong. But you chose him because he does do wrong. Which makes you think that everything you do is not wrong or as wrong as him because he does more. Right? It's the lack of accountability. So you literally get with a guy who has less accountability than you. So that way that way it looks like you have a little bit more of accountability. Look, I have a little bit more self-control than him. I'm not out here you know, with a whole bunch of different guys every day. Like my boyfriend or this guy that I'm interacting with, he's constantly talking to females. He's worse than me. I see it. I see you ladies. I see what y'all doing. You know, I've been on both ends, right? I've been on that side where, <laughs> where you know, I'm the guy that's interacting with a whole bunch of females, and I got one or two females, you know, feeling some type of way. It's like, oh, you know, I'm out here talking to all these girls. They're so mean and toxic. That's like, okay, that's how you feel, but I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just talking, conversating, like human beings. I'm not doing anything extra. I'm not trying to get them to a relationship. I'm in a relationship with you. I've even been in a scenario where females will literally be like, what's your type? And I always hate that question because, like, but I, if I answer that question, you're going to be mad because clearly you're... You won't fit my, my type. Right? You won't be within classification. Right? As you can see in this imagery, you know, I have, I have type. She's not the specific type, but she's one of them. But the point is, it's like, I have a type, and if you don't fit it, you don't fit it. That just means I'm going to make an exception for you. That's why it's not a good idea to ask me what's my type. Because more likely you're not going to be my type. You could be one of them, but you're not going to be the main one. So, because sometimes it's not just like, what's your type? But it's like, 
what's your ideal woman or what's your dream girl? It's like, no, you don't want to know what my ideal woman is because it would not be you. There's a reason why it's called the ideal. Because either it's a specific female that exists or specific characteristics that are really, really hard to come by. But that's why it makes them ideal. That means it's very unrealistic for me to find all these characteristics in one female. But if I do, then I found that one in a million, right? Which means not every chick I date fit that criteria. So it's like, understand that you're an exception to that type. What I'm looking for is that type. But the likelihood of me finding that type exactly as is is going to be very, very rare. It's my unicorn, right? My white whale, as it were. It'd be very hard to get my exact type. So, no, asking that question is not smart because you would not fit that criteria. So, be grateful that I, that you are an exception, that I'm with you despite that you're not my ideal type. That's the thing we have to focus on. You're not my ideal type, but still got a shot. So, the other thing is, like I said before, was about what you bring to the, to the bed, right? It's like, you gotta bring first-time experiences, right? You gotta bring experiences to the bed, just like you all like experiences in life. So, if you haven't done a lot of things in your life, then the guy can provide that for you. The guy you're in a long-term relationship, that means you have a long time to experience a lot of things, like food, travel, good times, bad times, you'll have all those experiences, you have all that time for those experiences. So in that situation, you're going to get what you want, which is all those experiences, right? All those different days, those different moments, you know, it's different experiences, you know, until the day you die, right? But what is he going to get? I mean, there's only but so much you can do in the bedroom. You know, very important to keep in mind that, you know, when you finally find the love of your life, right, the guy you want to spend the rest of your life with, which should be the goal, you know, find a guy to spend the rest of your life with, you need to bring stuff to the, not only to the table, but you also got to bring stuff to the bed. And that's why, you know, being able to bring the uh, inexperience is very beneficial. That's something you can offer that most other females won't be able to offer because they already did everything. There's nothing they can bring new to to the relationship. And that's the thing. When it comes to relationships in general, <clears throat> the way it works is supposed to be a symbiotic relationship, right? It's supposed to be he brings stuff to the table that you don't have, and you bring stuff to the table he doesn't doesn't have. It makes no sense for two people who have everything in the world trying to get together. It makes no sense. You have everything, so you don't really need to be with each other at all. But you. Modern-day females be thinking that, oh, I, I got to make money, and I got to have a lot of sexual experience, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much trying to be equal to a man, and then think that that's what a guy wants. And it's like, no, that's not what we like. That's not what we're attracted to. We don't care about money. We don't care about other people's success. We care about our own success, yeah, because our success is our own personal achievements. Guys are about achieving things, about being able to say they did something that no one else did. I being able to say they did you, no one else did you, right? They did things with you that nobody else did with you. Achievements. 
So for guys, it's about achievements, not about experience. It's about being able to say that I was first. You know, first place, you know, winner, right? So this idea of like, oh, I'm going to do all these things and then bring it to the relationship, like bring all these sexual exploits to the relationship. It's not a good idea. I want uh, to be second or third or fourth or 312th <laughs> to you know, do something with you or try something with you. They want to be the first. They don't want to be the last. So the fact that you you think you're you're bringing them something by, oh, yeah, I have all this experience. I'm good in bed. It's like, you didn't ask for that. I know I don't ask for that. You know, I'm not saying, you you know, you got to be a virgin or anything, but if your body counts less than, less than 10, you only need, what, three, three to five bodies to get experience. You only need to have sex three to five times as a female to get some experience. Most of you females, I'm going to say it, Y'all don't do nothing really in bed. Y'all just lay there and let the guy do all the work. So the guy needs more experience, especially when it comes to a female that doesn't do anything in the bedroom other than lie there and let him switch her different positions. Literally just using you as a fuck dog. But then y'all think that, you know, having a high body count is okay when y'all barely do anything anyway. And... Then on top of that is you allow yourself to be used in so many different ways that you bring nothing else. So there, there's levels to that, obviously. And that's the thing. There's some females that barely do anything in the bedroom but act like they're amazing in bed when they literally do nothing. Then you got the ones who are really good in bed, but they bring nothing new to the bedroom because they've been there, done that. And multiple times with multiple guys. So nothing impressive about that. Guy's not impressed by that at all. See, when a guy has been with multiple females, women are impressed by that. Because clearly, he was good enough to get them in bed. Takes a lot to get a woman in bed. Does not take a lot to get a guy in bed. So, with that being said, you know, guy with a lot of experience, is actually more useful than female with more experience. A female with more experience actually lose, loses experience. You become inexperienced because you have less to experience, right? You bring less to the, to the bedroom. So you can't say, oh, we can try this sex position that I've never tried before. So you can't. You can't bring that to the relationship. You already did it, so that's less, that's less of an experience for you and for him. And you definitely make the you know sex boring if you already did everything, so there's nothing left to try for the first time or experiment with, if you already did everything, so that's not useful to a lot of guys. To Sims who never got laid, yeah, that's useful. But for a guy with some experience or a lot of experience, you're not bringing much to the table. You know, to say, oh, a guy doesn't bring much to the table, you know, too much to the, you know, too much to the bed is like, but he's bringing in. He's bringing in the deck and the experience to use it because to do a lot of these positions to satisfy y'all, he got to have the experience to do so. Like I said, most of y'all don't have to do anything but just lay there and let him go over. So to act like y'all bringing a lot of tips and tricks and useful experience, like yeah, most of y'all not putting in work in the bedroom. Most of y'all literally just laying there and letting him do everything. 
So this whole idea of like, oh, I need, I need a lot of experience for who? Not for, not for your future husband, not for a long-term relationship, not for a real man. A real man didn't ask you for experience because the only experience you're supposed to have, the only useful experience to your husband, to a man that you want to spend the rest of your life with, is the experience you get from him. That's what's useful to him. It's the things you learn from him, the things you learn to do with him or to him. That's what's useful. That's what's valuable. It's not valuable you're doing to me what you've done to 30 other guys. I'm not impressed. Or would I be happy with it? Because it's like, oh, you're just doing things that other guys like that I don't like. So now you're doing to me things I don't like. And then when I try to tell you I don't like it, I need you to do things differently, you want to make a big deal because, oh, well, all the other guys liked it. Yeah, they liked it. I don't. What part of that don't you get? I don't care what they like. See, that's the problem. You think what they like matters. It doesn't matter. Not to me. Because it has nothing to do with me. So what I like is what I like, and if you like me, you would do the things that I like, not the things that all these other guys like. What they like is irrelevant. So that right there is just, is just stupid. stupidity. There's no logic, no intelligence behind that. You've got all this experience with all these other guys doing the things they like, but then think that I'm going to like the same thing. No. Just like you like to talk about, oh, we're individuals. We like different things. Not, we're not all the same. Alright, then I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna say that same thing. I'm not the same. I'm not, you know, I'm different, blah, 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 all that stuff. So try to bring that same tired old, you know, sexual experience you have to me. Think that I'll, I'll be impressed or care. I'm not. I only care that you do the things that I like, not the things that other guys like. Just common sense. It should be common sense, right? It's like going to a job interview and they ask you to do things like, oh, we need you to work uh, over, um, you know, um, work extra hours or work on the weekends or maybe we need you to do more than one job. We might need to, we might ask you to do something extra. And of course, you get paid extra if you do it, you know, stuff like that, you know, but then you just want to say, no, 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 no. Oh, you're not getting the job. Same thing with a long term relationship. You're not going to get a long term relationship saying no to doing things just because you did it before. I did it before and I didn't like it. Yeah, you did it before somebody else and you didn't like it. That makes sense. You didn't like it with them, but it doesn't mean you're not going to like it with me. So you still want to have to try, right? If you're not willing to try, well, good luck, you know, elsewhere. I'm only, I'm only interested in those who are who want to try, right? Who, you know, at least... If they already did it, they still want to. They still want to try it again, um, but preferably, you know, I prefer like most guys. It's it is your first time, so it's it more special because then we can try for the first time together, make it a special moment instead of just like oh, you've done this before, so it's just routine for you. Nothing new, nothing special. You don't consider it special, blah, 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 you know, like, that's the thing. It's just, just sad that many people, you know, specifically females, don't want to bring anything new to a relationship. They always want to bring old stuff. Like, oh, yeah, my ex used to like, you know, purple hair. It's like, yeah, he liked purple hair. Doesn't mean I do. 
So I don't care what your ex likes. Then you should still be with your ex then if, if what he likes matters. Clearly, you didn't cut it. Now you're over here trying to make me like something that I don't like. Try to make me like something that your ex likes, as if I care what he likes. I don't care what he likes. What he likes is not the same thing as, as what I like. You guys definitely need to up, uh, increase their standards for letting y'all get away with, with nonsense half the time. Letting y'all get away with bare minimum. And a lot of times, y'all don't even do the bare minimum. Like sex sandwiches, y'all tend to want to do less than that. I want to be loud and obnoxious. I barely want to give 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 sex, but you have over forty bodies. How are you not that giving of sex when you you have a high body count? That makes no sense. That's that's even a contradiction in itself. High body count, but don't want to give none to the guy who is dating you or marrying you. That makes no sense. Right? Quality over quantity. So, that's the thing. I'm looking for quality in a woman. That's what makes a woman a woman, because she's quality. A diamond has a lot of, has very few impurities. Right? So, less is more. So, so a lower body count is better than a higher body count. Like I said earlier, it has, it has a PTSD-like effect. It affects you mentally, emotionally. That's the worst thing, right? Females already emotional. Then you're doing all these physical activities, doing these things with all these guys. And a lot of times y'all tend to regret even doing anything with these guys. You know, you only did it because you thought you were loved. You thought that he liked and respected you. But then later on, find out that he doesn't respect you. He doesn't like you like that. Now you regret, you know, the physical activity. Like I said, right? Once you lose love, suddenly sex is a bad thing. When you're in love, oh, you love sex. You love him, you know, you know, finishing in your hair and stuff like that. But once the love is gone, you know, that's something that's disgusting, right? So that's the thing. It's like, you know, literally make decisions based off of your emotions, not off of logic. Logically, the sex was good. The sex was good. Regardless if you don't get along with him, the sex was still good. I'll still be okay with my exes, you know. I'm not going to be like, oh, I regret having sex with them. No, even if I don't get along with them anymore. Right? The sex was still good. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. But for y'all, y'all tend to regret things, which creates PTSD, creates the trauma. Then y'all start labeling them as toxic. Like, it's toxic. No, he wasn't. Close to the end of the relationship, you know, he started showing you less interest, less, you know, attention, right? And then that's where, oh, he's toxic now. But the whole entire time we were having sex with him, the hell wasn't toxic. You loved it. So let's, let's, be, let's be for real. Let's not be delusional. Let's keep it 100. But that's a lot of stuff that females tend to do nowadays. You know, they take something that was good and then try to make it sour. Because especially when they know they're interested in leaving the relationship, you would notice that at first she's all for you. She's simping. She's trying to be super sweet, she's trying to be super feminine, and then after a while, you start noticing, you know, she's trying to be toxic, right? She, she starts start complaining about things, trying to start fights. Like, it's like, damn, I, I, I get it. <laughs> they're trying to break up. Instead of just flat out just breaking up, you're trying to make it, you're trying to justify it. So you're trying to create problems, trying, trying to create arguments so you can justify breaking up. 
Like, I literally, one of my exes literally was trying to turn our debate, like, who's better, Batman, Superman? If Batman, uh, if Superman lost his uh, powers, you know, could he still, you know, be, a, you know, do heroic things? I'm like, it's like, no, because it's like, it's like, Batman could be Superman if Superman didn't have his powers. I mean, he could beat him with powers, but I'm just saying, if Superman had no powers, he'd just be an average guy, and Batman can obviously easily beat him. Um, but she was like, no, nah, he still has strength and blah. I was like, no, no, he doesn't. Batman will, will be stronger than him if Superman lost his powers. Superman never lifted weights before. His superpowers allowed him to lift heavy stuff. He never lifted weights with his with, with his natural strength, like the strength he would have for the amount of uh, muscle fibers he has. We've seen it. You know, we've seen proof of it. The point is, is we're debating about fictional characters, but she'll literally try to turn that and try to label that as us arguing. It's like, no, no, we were debating. That was a debate. That was a disagreement, right? We disagreed on what would happen with Superman, but it was fictional. So it's not like it was something about our relationship. It's not like we were arguing about each other or money or any, any issue in the relationship. We were literally talking, you know, disagreeing on uh, fictional characters. But she tried to turn that as that's a that's, that was an issue in our relationship. No, it wasn't. It was a friendly, friendly de debate. It was a friendly conversation. We disagree. Okay, that we're not always going to agree on things. But again, this was, had nothing to do with our relationship. This was just some fun fictional conversation we had. Just a conversation. Want to turn it into like, oh, the relationship was toxic because of it? No, it wasn't. There's a problem if that's what you got out of that situation. Then yes, that's you making the relationship toxic, not me. To me, that was just a regular conversation. That's the type of conversation I have with my with my guy friends. So. And I'm still friends with them. I didn't stop being friends with them because of that type of conversation. That makes no sense. So the fact that she tried to use that as a reason for why we're not together, even though I'm the one that broke up with her, but she didn't break up with me. I broke up with her. So just just Aaron is like I'm the I'm the bad guy <laughs> when she was the one that was trying to turn a nice good relationship into something toxic. It's like okay, I guess I'm toxic. For talking about something fictional. Apparently, it was a argument in our relationship. Alright, keep telling that to keep telling that to everybody else who will believe that bullshit. Anybody who knows me knows that's not what happened. I know that's not what happened. We were just talking about cartoon characters. It, the conversation wasn't that deep. It wasn't that deep for me anymore. It's just regular, fun conversation, hypothetical debate. That's all it was. Nothing serious, nothing to lose a relationship over. And she was my fiance at the time too, so think about the irony in that. So her loss not mine. Anyway, like I was saying, like bring stuff to the you know, to the table of course, but definitely try to bring stuff to the bedroom. It's like I'm not I'm not against you know, if if you, you have some experience, you know, you need you know, you a little experience is is is, is good. I ra I rather a female have some experience because there's some stuff that I like. I'm only getting older, not younger, so it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna expect a female to be a virgin, but at least keep your body count low. Now, if I'm dating a 30 year old, 40 year old, you know, 
body count on their 20, preferably on their 10, you know, would be valuable. But like I said, it's like you got you got to bring some value. Females out here talking about uh, I'm a 10, you know, from scale one to 10, I'm a 10. Uh, I'm very valuable. Uh, this and third, but when we bring up the body count, so, and saying that that lowers your value immediately, it's like, oh no, no, it doesn't, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It doesn't. Body count doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter, but to us, it does. And that's the whole point. It matters to us. We're the ones who choose if we want to be with you or not. So it matters to us. So if you want to be with us, then you have to care about the, your number as well. You need to care about keeping your body count low because, like I said before, it's not just the number. It's not the number that's the real issue. It's the reason why you have that number that's the issue. Because if you spent a whole summer racking up bodies, you know, it's like, okay, you, you were with 30 guys in one summer. Why? Why did you do that? What's the, what was the catalyst? What was the reason for it? You know what I mean? If you're talking about like you have traumas and this and you have you have mental health issues and what goes on, it's like okay, that's a lot of issues. That's a lot of stuff that's that's drastically lowering your your value to me. Right? Sorry to say, but it's like logically, no one wants damaged goods, right? I don't want a, a female with a lot of mental issues, a lot of PTSD because she's been through a lot of guys, right? All these past trauma, like, oh, I have trust issues. Well, so do I. I don't trust somebody with trust issues. Let's put it that way. I don't trust somebody with trust issues. I don't trust somebody with a high body count. And, you know, because more likely, you're, you're, you're not likely to be loyal. Somebody with low body count, Means they have one more respect for themselves. They pick better. That means that means they choose quality over quantity, which means they they choose the best dicks, not just any dick. So I can respect a female with a low body count as opposed to a female with a high body count. It's just logic, right? It's not feelings. It's not insecurity, which has to do with feelings, which is more of a female thing than a guy thing. The term the term insecurities has always for Many, many years has always been attributed to females. Females having insecurities. Females having self-esteem issues. Females feeling not pretty enough, not smart enough, not nice enough, not girly enough. <laughs> but now y'all throwing that out the window and trying to be more like guys, thinking that, that that will help you get a guy. And it's like, no, we'll stay with you because physically you're still female, but mentally trying to be like us and that's not that's not cute or attractive. And, and why you and then it just makes no sense to even try to be like us. This is like why? <laughs> as much as a lot of guys out here complain about how hard it is to be a guy, then y'all wanna be us? Why? So you can have the same stress, same issues, same responsibilities as you don't you don't want to to, to deal with what we deal with. We don't even want to deal with what we deal with, but it's what we deal with. Fortunately for us, we, we are built to deal with it. We're built to deal with high stress situations, deal with physically t uh, uh, exhausting uh, work. You know, I see females in my life struggling to do the jobs that they have. Right? 
And for me, it's like, well, if I was doing the job, I wouldn't be as tired. I wouldn't be as exhausted because physically I can handle it. Right? I mean, I lift weights. <laughs> I lift weights, so doing manu hard manual labor is nothing, nothing new to me. It's just part of being a guy. But for most females, that's not uh, uh, normal for them. Most females are not as uh, physic physically strong as they, as they could be. Females can get strong, but they're, they're typically not that strong. Because, they, because it's easier to not exercise than it is to exercise. It's easier not to get strong. It's easy to be weak. It's hard to be strong. It's like guys got to be mentally strong, emotionally strong, physically strong. And that stuff ain't easy. If it was easy, females would be mentally, physically, and emotionally strong. But it's easier to be uh, emotionally weak as in just be emotional over everything. And I've seen some females like really get emotional, like just start getting sad and, and, and be scared and crying over nothing. Nothing. Like the smallest thing. Like somebody yelling. <laughs> in the streets will get them emotions like, damn, what the, the hell happened to you in your life for you to cry over somebody yelling in, 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 the, in the streets? They, weren't even, they were not even yelling at you yet for some reason you're crying. Whatever. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen a lot. I still love you ladies. I've seen a lot. And I expect better and stronger and that's what I do. I vet for women who are mentally Emotionally and physically strong. Those are the characteristics I'm looking for. Those are the char characteristics I'm familiar with and used to when it comes to women. What makes a woman a woman and a girl and a girl is that a girl's very emotional, very uh, indecisive, like they're always changing their mind. That's very childish behavior to, you know, start a relationship with somebody and then a week later you want to end the relationship like what? But we've been doing good and we had plans and we were going to do this, that, and third. And it's like we planned two years ahead and now you're leaving me a week afterwards? That don't make no sense. And then for what? What's the reason? And it's never a good reason. That's sad. It's never a good reason that makes sense. It's like, okay, that's not a reason to, to end this, but okay, whatever. You're lost. You're ending it over nothing. You could end it over something that makes sense. Oh well. But like I was saying, you know, you wanna wanna bring more to the relationship. The more, the better. I'm not gonna just keep repeating myself over and over again. If you get the idea that you wanna bring, you wanna bring something other than materialistic things. You wanna bring, be able to bring. Uh, opportunities to, 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 you know, the love of your life, right? To the man in your life. You want to be able to bring, you know, uh, experiences for him. Not just be like, okay, well, I've experienced like 90% of what I could experience in life. Give me the remaining 10%. It's like, oh, damn. It's going to be kind of hard. I've seen scenarios like that where a guy is like, hey, you want to go to this place? Oh, I've been there. Okay. You want to go to this restaurant? Oh, I've been there. Um, one of my exes took me there. Okay, you want to go here? Oh, my fiance took me there. Oh, okay. One of your, your ex fiance, obviously, right? And it's like, it's like, damn, it's, it's, you're making it really hard for me to, you know, 
to do anything with you because it's like already did, already did, already did. It's like I'd rather you say nothing. Just pretend you ain't you ain't do shit in your life. You don't know nothing and let me and let's just do these things. You know? Let me let me but I'd rather I'd rather you pretend you have done nothing and then I be quote unquote the first guy to do things with you than for you to literally just be like oh, I already did that, already did that, already did. It's like it's like how better you lie? <laughs> if you already did it, fine. Keep it to yourself. Pretend you don't know what you're doing. Just let me think that, you know, I I taught you a thing or two. Like, come on. It's, let's be reasonable. <laughs> it's always annoying when a female, you know, just flat out like, oh, no, 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 no. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. It's like, yeah. You've been there, done that, so you should go back there. Because I'm interested in, in a female that hasn't been there and done that. So that way, we can go there and do that. You know? Like, it'd be annoying them, like, oh, I can, I can, I would like to go to Disneyland. Let's, let's go to Disneyland. And then you're like, oh, no, I've been there, like, three times. It's boring. I don't want to go back. I'm like, ah, you've been there already. Oh, so lame. Then what, what, what use are you? You already been there, don't want to go back? It's like, damn, that sucks. I want to go there and experience it with you, and, and now you're like, oh, I've already been there, so I'm not interested. It's like, yeah, you've been there with other people, not me. Doing things with me is what matters, and it should matter. But the fact that you're like, oh, I've been there, done that, blah, 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 it's like, okay. Your your value is very low if, if you're going to be like that. I'd rather you pretend, right? Like, oh, yeah, I've never been there. Love to see it for the first time. Right? And, and, of course, make it memorable, right? Don't ruin it for me just because you've been there before, right? You know, act like you've never been there before. But, oh well. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs>